right. We are back fresh off our 50th episode from the other week and fresh off of a full plate of turkey or lasagna or whatever you eat on Thanksgiving. We're full and we're ready to go. Zach Rothberger, Anthony Lucci here, bringing you in on the latest Motor Millennials podcast episode. How are we doing today, Lucci? Good, Zach. What's going on, man? Here we go. We're back right after Thanksgiving and uh, got a lot to talk about tonight. Yeah, I'm trying to... uh trying to work off some of the extra pounds I gained, you know, from all the pumpkin pie, the <laughs> pumpkin bread and all that good stuff from Thanksgiving. So, you know, speaking of Thanksgiving, we hope everybody had a nice and safe uh, Thanksgiving holiday with their, their friends and family. And uh, we're excited to be back for this week's episode of the podcast before we get in, you know, to our topic for, for today, we want to remind everybody that on our 50th episode, we had a pretty big announcement about, our raffle that we have in store that goes until the end of this year and will be announced on January 5th on our podcast on that date. How do you enter? You might ask. So if you go to motoringmillennials.com, if you purchase any item from our store, it could be the $8 sticker, or it could be the $40 hoodie, you know, whatever, whatever you would purchase, we appreciate your support. And one purchase, no matter what item it is, gets you 10 entries into the raffle for a $250 gift card to either Summit or Jags, whichever one you choose. I don't know about you, Lucci, but $250 Summit or Jags sounds pretty good, especially around this time of year when we're rebuilding our cars. Hell yeah. I mean, especially right after the holidays when, look, we're, we're all broke, right? Like after the holidays. So, And we all know we love buying parts for our cars um, or race cars. So yeah, make sure you enter. Um, like Zach said, you know, any purchase on the website gets you 10 entries or if you um, share one of our posts, any of our posts that we post on Facebook or Instagram, uh, you'll get a free entry as well. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, we appreciate any type of support or involvement and we think it'll be a lot of fun for you guys. So definitely check that out and stay tuned to our social media posts. Um, before we kind of dive into the the meat and what's on the workbench of today's episode, um, we want to give a shout out to local racer and friend, Jed Nar. Um, he was down at Piedmont this past weekend with his brothers, Jake and Joe, and he went to the semifinals in a $20,000 race. And on his way to the semis, he took out probably the best footbreak racer in the country right now, Nick Hastings, um, and was also in some pretty elite company in the semifinals as uh, so was Dallas Glenn, the uh, NHRA Rookie of the Year from Pro Stock, was also at that race racing in El Camino. So, you know, congrats, Jed. You were in some elite company, and I think it's safe to say that you belong in that elite company. So, uh, you know, congrats to you, and what a way to end the season. Speaking of the end of the seasons, you know, kind of leading us into our topic, we're going to talk about the end of something, and usually the ending is not a good thing, right, Lucci? No, no, we we got some some sad news, and it's time to cue the music. By R.E.M. I think you guys all know the song. It really is. And uh, so you guys are like, what are they talking about? Well, it's not the end of the world. Don't worry about that. Don't believe, you know, all that nonsense that you hear, you see on Facebook or (laughs) wherever you get your news. Um, But we do have some news from the automobile industry for you guys. Um, And sadly, it sounds like the muscle car era or let's say the modern muscle car era is coming to an end. 
Moment of uh, silence. Yeah. Please bow right. your heads. <laughs> so let, let's kind of go through it, I guess, Zach. Um, we have a lot of, I guess we have all the dates really of the the big three, right? Mm-hmm. That um, they're, they're really their pony cars and mu- muscle cars um, are going to be ended. So the Camaro slated to be finished in 2024. The Dodge Challenger and Dodge Charger in 2024, and the Mustang in 2027. So, not not good news. <laughs> um, now we're going to kind of go through like how these cars came back, um, kind of rose from the dead um, from back in the 60s and 70s. But I guess before we touch on that, Zach. I mean, we knew the Camaro, right, was going to be slated for uh, 2024 to end production for several months now, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, it really kind of spurred this conversation for this week's episode is is Dodge came out and we thought Dodge was going to be, you know, headstrong and roll through with us through this muscle car, modern muscle car era. And then they came out the other day, um, you know, talking about how in 2024 they're going to axe you know, the cha- the Charger, Challenger, and the Hellcat engine, you know, model and trim and all that good stuff. So that's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it sucks, long story short. And then, you know, when you talk about the Mustang, like you said, ending in 2027, I mean, which sounds great because it's another six years, but in reality, they're already building more Mach-E's than they are regular Mustangs in 2021, 2022. So it's, uh, we're starting to see the end, like you said, the end of the world. But yeah, to your point, I mean, it's crazy because this whole modern muscle car era, I mean, yeah, you could say it started with the F bodies, but like from these big three, the retro look and everything really started back in 2005, you know, when we were only 12, 13 years old. Right. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, let's go through that real quick, I guess. I mean, Zach, obviously I think us and all of our, us motor millennials that listen to this um, grew up with our parents who grew up in the original muscle car era, right? So 60s, 70s, and, um, you know, whether they were in high school or college at that time, I guess like late 70s, right? Uh, After 1973 with the gas crisis Mm -hmm. and prices went through the roof. That's what kind of started to end the muscle car era. And then in the early 70s and 80s, you could get those muscle cars for pretty cheap. Um, I mean, back in those days, they were just average cars to most people. Right. I I think like, as at least you and I were growing up and started working on cars with our dads, um, muscle cars weren't really, I mean, they, I think they had some value to them. Right. But they weren't like really valued. Like they were, they were valued good, but not like they weren't like looked at as gold. Right. A lot of rare muscle cars, you could get really good deals in, in the late nineties, early two thousands, but then kind of around 2005, that all started to change. I think first with the Mustang, I think it was 2005. We were saying that yep. that's when the retro look came out. And then of course we know 2007, right around there, 2007, 2008 with Barrett Jackson and Hemi cars starting to go um, for over a million dollars. So restored examples from 
you know, the late sixties, early seventies, that really kind of kicked everything back into high gear because I think a lot of people who probably originally grew up with muscle cars, right. Then they were able to afford to buy cars from the old era or model modern muscle cars. And that, so the Mustang obviously got redesigned in 2005. You, then you had the Dodge Charger and Challenger. I think what, what were you saying around 2008, they came out 2007, 2008, something like that. Yeah. Okay. So, and then, 2010 with the Camaro, right? Mm-hmm. So they the muscle car era really came back. And unfortunately, we're seeing the end of it again. So it, it's kind of how it's funny how history really does repeat itself. Yeah, it's all like a cyclical or you know, type of thing. It's like, you know, there's it always comes and goes, I feel like, in, in a weird way. And I think, you know, not to be punny or anything, but speaking of Thanksgiving, I think, I think for us we're thankful and you know i'm sure people who are listening are thankful that we were exposed to we didn't live the original muscle car era but we were exposed to those cars and we worked on those type of cars growing up and then mm-hmm. we've also experienced firsthand you know being a kid growing up in the modern muscle car area era you know where we've experienced both in a, in a sense both you know type you know types of cars you know hearing the sound of those cars working on those cars you know appreciating those cars, whether it's at the racetrack or a car show or, you know, cars and coffee, whatever. And, you know, really with this whole era supposedly coming to an end, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of like our responsibility now, right? Like people, like it's everyone's responsibility, but especially like the younger generation moving forward as you know, people our age have kids and everything to kind of help keep that alive and promote like, you know, the muscle cars, these are real cars, not this electric Tesla or whatever the hell you hear. You don't hear it driving down the street. You know, it's a, uh, it's just an interesting time and it's kind of sad, but it's like, all right, you kind of take it as a challenge, right. To help keep it alive for yourself and for the people around you. Yeah. It's definitely a transitional period. And I guess, I think at the moment, right. Like it seems really bad. Right. And gas prices are very high. So like us people who love to burn fuel and burn rubber, it hurts us at the core. But mm-hmm. if you look back, like we were saying about history repeating itself, like 73 end of horsepower, high gas prices. And then, yeah, I mean, there was a long time period really until like the mid nineties, right. Until there, until cars really had any kind of power or styling mm-hmm. back. Um, so we might point. be, yeah, we might be in one of those errors again, which, yeah, I don't know. That's going to be scary, but let's not talk about that. Well, <laughs> so. I wonder what, the, what that, what that will do. Say if we are in like a dip cycle, you yeah. know, and, you, and we go through like that 10 to 15 year phase where it's all crap, nothing, nothing fun is being produced. And then like, say if a light bulb goes, goes off in someone's head and said, no, we need to bring back the muscle car. Like, I wonder what that will do to the valuation, you know, of like modern muscles and even the original muscle car. Like it's just, it's just going to be really uh, interesting, interesting to see. Yeah. Interesting and it, to follow. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And it's like, is it really the end of the muscle car? Like who knows? Like people, people like us back in 1973, 74, were thinking the same thing probably. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I, like, so what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting. Like our older muscle cars and current modern day muscle cars, our value is going to dip. Again, like they did in the late 70s, 80s. One, because fuel is so expensive to it's it's going to be very expensive to operate these vehicles with big engines in them. 
So it's, you're not going to be able to, let's just say gas is $10 a gallon. So you're not going to be driving them daily unless you have really deep pockets. And it's really going to become like your leisurely activity. You know, it's like a boat almost like, you don't. I mean, I'm sure some people spend, you know, a lot of time out on a boat, but most people, if they own a boat, they take it out here or there. Right. Because it's expensive to operate. So it's going to be, I think, kind of become the same way. But like you said, Zach, what if there is a revival? And what if like, I know Porsche, for example, they're working on a synthetic fuel. And I don't think that's going to come out tomorrow, but maybe like, yeah, maybe 15 years from now, something is developed where we could run that in old muscle cars and modern day muscle cars, and it's pretty cheap. And then maybe they start making internal combustion engines that burn synthetic fuel. I mean, this is totally just a concept, but can you imagine if it comes back a third time? (laughs) I mean, Hey, I'd be all for it. And at that point in time, we'd probably be in our forties, fifties, maybe. So, you know, just about that time where we hit the uh, the mid age, middle age crisis, you know, (laughs) so we'll hopefully have numerous cars in our repertoire at that point in time. Hopefully a warehouse. Yeah. Hopefully. I, I just don't know if our infrastructure can, like the world's infrastructure could re and even our, especially our country, like could retain being solely on an electric vehicle, like to the point where they don't produce any gas engine or any type of like a muscle, you know, whatever type of car anymore. It's just going to be very interesting to see. And I think, you know, depending on, you know, who's in office and who's doing certain policies and all that good stuff, you know, I think that'll be a pretty big, um, you know, indicator on what's going to happen too. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because how are like in the city, like you think about all these cars that park on sidewalks, right? Yeah. What are they going to have a charger running across the sidewalk everywhere? And I mean, that's expensive. A lot of taxpayers money to do that. Yeah, exactly. Like I want to pay less taxes, like a lot more to be honest. And, and, and like fix our roads first. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Oh yeah. I know. Like, like before you put nice aluminum wheels on a, on a car, make sure you don't, don't drive in Pennsylvania where there's potholes everywhere. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's going to be really, I feel like it's like anything. It's almost like your phone right nowadays. Like you, you can't go anywhere without your charger. Right. Good point. And I mean, I get it. Like, yeah, you obviously you have to fill up your gas tank, but there's gas, there's gas stations everywhere. I mean, you can drive in the middle of the country and I mean, maybe it's a cup, maybe it's, a pretty far distance and but you're going to find a gas station you think they're going to put an electric charging station out there i mean it's going to it's not going to happen tomorrow so yeah. like if you let's just say hypothetically you have two electric vehicles in the, like the modern family in 20 in the year 2030 right and you want to go on a road trip you have to strategically plan that out on your route like you just can't drive wherever you want so i don't know i feel like your your freedom's definitely restricted unless unless they develop like a solar powered car which you know who knows but i mean we're talking that would take years years and years to i think ever master so i don't know yeah i think we're going to go back it's I think we see now, like we're going to probably go into an error. I mean, if you look at some of the electric cars on the market, I'm not knocking all of them, but there are some of them where the styling is definitely so dated, like where you're going to know, like, okay, it's almost like a Prius, right? (laughs) Like 
there's no, at least in my opinion, no attractiveness of the design or anything, right? Like it just has purpose, but there's no like art to it at all. And I feel like we're going to have that again for, it could, I mean, it could be like the majority of the cars are going to be like that for the next 10 to 15 years. And I think maybe once, like we said, once engineers start really getting a grasp around more things and if they can develop a synthetic fuel or things like that, I mean, maybe we'll see the muscle car come back. Yeah. You know, I think just, yeah, I think, I hope you're right. And I, I think, you know, it, it's weird because it's like, you see how back in the sixties and seventies and fifties, forties, whatever, the design and the craftsmanship of those cars really was like about most important. And it was a battle between the, the companies in the United States of whose was better, things like that. Whereas now it's like, instead of putting much appreciation into those vehicles, or at least that's what we're moving towards as we end the modern muscle car era, it's more just like your car is just a tool to get you from place to place. It's like no one, you know, it's almost like they're trying to kill the whole collector or the hobby or like that, you know, that, uh, you know, that motoring mindset, if you will. Yeah. And I, and I think the, the majority of people, right. Like, so let's just say 95% of the people don't care. Like they're they're if they're forced to go to electric, they're going to go to electric. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's, it's really us enthusiasts who uh, are going to suffer the most, but let's just hope like they leave us alone. You know what I mean? So like the, the one thing is like, we want to have racetracks that are open. We want to be able to, to drive our cars on the street, you know? And if, if that's, you know, in the mix with all these electric vehicles, so be it. But I just want to have the freedom to at least still drive my vehicle. You know what I mean? I agree. As long as we still have that outlet and that ability to do that, then, you know, I, I guess it is what it is, whatever you want to do, just do it. But, you know, rip the bandaid off, I guess, you know, it's just, uh, it's tough. Cause you know, like we grew up, like we we're talking about the modern muscle car era and like these cars are the most efficient and most powerful form of muscle cars in the history of, of, muscle car and performance right i mean so it's like we, we were extremely oh, yeah. spoiled so now it's like you know maybe this is that sense of entitlement that a lot of millennials have where it's like oh we had it now we don't anymore what the hell like give me it i want it you know so but it's yeah. a good sense of entitlement because we're talking muscle cars but you <laughs> yeah know. that's that's an excellent point i mean these are the current day muscle cars yes they don't have the same character that the old cars did like that's one thing and it's hard to put into words it's other than call it to character, but that's what old cars have. I mean, you, whether you, you know, whether it's something that comes with age, you know, as, as I think as something gets older, you appreciate it more. Right. I think that's kind of with anything, old houses, old cars, old guitars, anything like they're they become more valuable because it shows that they were built to last, right? And these current muscle cars that are out, the, the Mustang, the Charger, the Challenger, and the Camaro, they are what the old muscle cars wanted to be back then. That's because when you think about all the safety equipment, they have ABS, airbags. And I mean, just like the, the fact that you don't, you don't even have to technically open the hood anymore. I mean, you can just drive the car wherever you want. They're, they're maintenance-free practically you know, besides changing the oil and, you know, basic maintenance. And I mean, Zach and I, we've been talking, <laughs> we've been talking a lot, a lot about uh, 
putting in an order for, <laughs> for one of these cars. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think the thing is it's, it's, there is a, a huge attractiveness feature to them. It's, it's just, you can buy one of these cars off the showroom floor. And I mean, yeah, you could do this back in the day too, but you could buy it off the showroom floor, take it to the drag strip and drive it to work all day. And yes, people did that back in the day, but they're much more reliable today and you get a warranty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, whenever I, you know, whenever I race the, uh, my Camaro, I, I can tell you, like, I do I open my hood after each round more, more often or not. I don't, but sometimes I do just because, you know, I want to make sure everything's all good and safe and I'm a psycho, but at the same point, yeah, like these are just the cars of the modern muscle cars of today, you know, um, it's just something else, how the reliability, the efficiency and the performance is, it's pretty incredible. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we've been looking to maybe get one, so we'll see. Stay tuned if we are placing any orders anytime soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but time will tell. So we'll see what happens. Um, you know, let us know what your thoughts are for um, the end of the current modern day muscle car era. Do you think it's going to come back? Do you think uh, we're doomed? Is it the end of the world? Um, I don't know. I think the one thing we should be doing is buying as many as we can right now. Um, and, you know, buy them, put them away, you know, drive them, cover them up, whatever you want to do, you know, tuck them in your bed. I, I don't, I don't know, whatever you want to do with it. But <laughs> I think we got to truly enjoy the current moment that we're in because it's going to be ending sooner than we think. And it's going to be, you know, 2024, 2027, it's going to be here in a flash. So, yeah. Go on, uh, you know, Chevy.com, Dodge.com, Ford.com, build your modern day muscle car and order it today. But before you do that, go to MotorMillennials.com, get yourself a T-shirt, get yourself a sticker. Any order, 10 entries for a $250 gift card to Summit or Jags. You need it. You know you need it. Your car needs it. So make sure you do that. MotorMillennials.com. Um, We appreciate everyone listening and we'll be back next week for another episode of Motor Millennials. Until then, keep on motoring. Hit it.